with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, your Jewish Patriot, Cindy Gross. Welcome to this very special episode of the Jewess Patriot. I am Cindy Gross, today's premier Jewish woman activist, and today I'm also a proud New Yorker. I am proud because the latest news only weeks away from the elections is showing that New Yorkers are waking up. They are fed up with high crime, they are fed up with inflation, and they are fed up with our border having no security and that our tax dollars are going to illegal immigrants that are using our schools, our streets, our homes, at the expense of our jobs and our security. We are fed up. So I am so proud to tell you that we have New York Red with us. People expected to win their seats for Congress and the re-election of Andrew Garbarino, congressman from Long Island, Suffolk County. He is expected to win. He has even been endorsed by Newsday, usually a, a newspaper outlet that endorses Democrats. We are seeing throughout the state, people are waking up. And I hope as people wake up, they wake up to the fact that New York is much smarter than people give them credit for. New Yorkers, as a whole, are individuals, yet we are one. We've survived 9-11. We've survived Wall Street's crashes in 2008 and 1929. And we are going to survive this disastrous Biden administration. So sit back and stay tuned and join us for New York Red. In the latest spy thriller from PenCraft first place award-winning novelist Jeffrey S. Stevens comes his best character yet, CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for The New Millennium. Ryan Steck, editor-in-chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality, The Handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author Chris Beakey. A taut terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novelist, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. Tonight, I am featuring New York Red. Tonight, we have with us three congressional candidates, and we have a sitting congressman who was up for re-election. 
and join me in my opening Pearls of Wisdom because I am Zisla Peril, which is Sweet Pearl. And I want to give some really good Pearls of Wisdom out there to our national audience and particularly to the RNC and the leaders of the Super PAC. For many months, I've been telling you, New York is a state that is gradually turning red. While it's harder on the state level for us to win, given certain the circumstances we have, we have pockets within New York that we are seeing red waves. Three of the people running for the first time as congressmen are part of that red wave. And my warning to the RNC and the super PAC leaders is pay attention. You need these seats. These are not swing states, but they are voters you need. You need every seat, not only to flip the House, but to make the House such a majority that the Senate and the uh, House can actually have real power for real change because we are in crisis mode. And you have to encourage voters to come out. And by you ignoring us, you discourage voters and you encourage Democrats. So my warning to you is meet these wonderful candidates we have. We have the best candidates I can remember in ages, maybe if ever. And they have been working hard. And their polling shows that they are in winning positions. We're going to go, we're going to start, I guess, we'll go by uh, District 4, District 5, and then we'll go to District 17. So the first person I'm going to introduce happens to be the person running in my district. Anthony D'Esposito. I've known Anthony many years. Anthony has already won local re-elections. And that's the other thing I tell everybody. Look who are your local elected officials. They are actually people who go and run for higher office and they want to know you. Anthony is one of those people. He has been working so hard on this campaign and has really stuck to talking about the issues that every Republican, Independent, and Democrat are concerned about. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Cindy. Hope you had a meaningful fest and your holidays were good. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about your race and more important, why this country should be paying attention to your race, because I know what's around our neighborhood. Your opponent is like non-existent. And this has been a seat Democratic now for multiple terms. It's an open seat. It's looking very good for you. It's looking very good for the local Republican people here. Tell us why you're going to win and why the RNC has to start paying attention in the last month of this race. So, yeah, I mean, listen, this is a, this is a great seat. Obviously, we, uh, we went through a few, uh, few different changes through the redistricting. Um, but um, after the redistricting was done by the special master, uh, I, I really would have to say if, if I could have drew the map myself, this would have been it. Um, I, obviously, as you know, I've represented the town of Hempstead since 2016. Uh, I won a special election in 16. I won a, a, my first four-year term in 17 and then won a re-election in 21 with uh, close to 70% of the vote. Uh, it's a district that I've worked very hard in. It's uh, I think the town of Hempstead is a, is a place I'm fairly well known in. Uh, it's been in Republican hands for a long time. Uh, and it's been in Republican hands because we do the right thing. We, we run government like a business. Uh, we expand resources in the town of Hempstead. We've either cut or held the line on taxes for the last four years. Uh, and at a time where uh, inflation and the cost of living are, you know, coupled with crime are the top issues 
that are facing the the neighbors of this district. Uh, I think that they want someone that they know has a history uh, and who they can trust. And you know, my opponent is the exact opposite of that. Uh, you know, in 2017, uh, when the town board, in a bipartisan fashion, proposed a tax cut budget, uh, she proudly voted no. Uh, and that's not the type of uh, leadership that we need right now coming or, or visit, uh, coming into Washington. Um, obviously, crime is, is a big problem. Um, people like to say that it's, uh, it's New York City centric, so we shouldn't be concerned about it here in the district, which I think is complete nonsense. We have thousands of people who live in the 4th Congressional District who are cops, who are firemen, who are EMS, um, who travel into the city each and every day, whether they work in a building whether they ride the rails, uh, we have children and grandchildren who are students in New York City and have to deal with this. And we've seen uh, the, the climate that has been created by the far left Democrats, both in Albany and Washington. It affects our everyday here on Long Island. I mean, you walk into a CVS in the five towns or Franklin Square or, or Oceanside, uh, and th they have a policy now where you can walk in, literally take anything you want off the shelves and walk right out the front door and no one will stop you. Uh, and CVS has put that in place because you know, they know that our justice system and the police, their, their hands are tied. Uh, and that's not the world that I want to live in. And, you know, I actually met with the, uh, with a, uh, a local uh, newspapers editorial board recently, and, and they kind of uh, dismissed that saying, well, what's the difference? There's nothing that could be done anyway. Well, the, the difference is, first of all, those laws should have never been put in place. And number two, uh, how long are local business going to, local businesses going to be able to stay operational when people just take goods and walk out? Uh, so it affects every, every industry. Um, in this district specifically, uh, you know, we had a, a uh, 2021, like no other, we took back the county executive race, we right. took back the district attorney race. Uh, and the district attorney race, I think, is something that really sets the tone for what 2022 is going to be like, you know, the the issues were exactly what they are right now, the issues were crime, the issues were cost of living, the, the issues were inflation. Uh, and we ran uh, Annie Donnelly, who was a career prosecutor, 32 years in the DA's office, up against Todd Kaminsky, a sitting state senator with uh, over $3 million in the bank. And we beat Todd Kaminsky by 50,000 votes and literally sent him into retirement. Um, so I think that there's a message to be sent there because um, in that race, in my reelection with 70% of the vote, you know, we're garnering the votes of not just Republican conservatives, but of Democrats, of independents, of people who feel that they are not being represented because the issues that we're facing right now, whether it's in Paul's district, whether it's in Mike's district, whether it's in Andrew's district, uh, these aren't uh, Republican Democrat issues. These are American. These are New York. These are Long Island issues. And that's what we need to focus on. Um, right. You know, we have here in Nassau County, I, I would say one of the one of the best, if not one of the last standing uh, you know, political machines. And we are going to work every day. I mean, we're hitting 60,000 doors a weekend, and we're going to continue that right up until November 8th. Okay, well, we're going to talk, you talked about a couple of things that I'm going to introduce Paul about. Uh, Paul, you talk about a machine. Paul is up against the one of the biggest machines in Washington. Uh, Gregory Meeks, who not only is the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee, but he actually was the congressman who went to Taiwan with Nancy Pelosi. And I'm going to bring up a subject that's close to my heart because I know it so well in Paul's district, and that is education. Gregory Meeks has the two of the most corrupt school districts in that area, and one of them is in Paul's district. And I am getting calls because of my lawsuit against uh, Randy Weingarten in the Department of Education. 
calls from minority parents, from Democrats, from independents about Paul's race. I will tell a secret that his county, his former county chair, current councilwoman, Joanne Ariola, told me she has never seen a candidate run the way Paul has run and is winning over people. So much to the point that the local paper in his district did a poll and he is 75 to 25 percent ahead of a sitting uh, tenured uh, congressman. So, Paul. District 5, welcome to the show. And briefly, tell us about you. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks for having me on. And uh, as was said, I hope the high holidays were good to you and your family. Thank you. Um, so I'm, not, I'm new to politics, uh, not walking off the street, not paying attention. I've been writing about politics for years. I'm very active in my community. Um, I actually met Gregory Meeks nine years ago when I, I asked him to throw out a first pitch at Rockaway Little League. That's the last time I saw him. I'm on the community board. I'm a civic president. I'm all over the place. Uh, that just goes to show you how these career politicians sometimes just evaporate from the people. Um, and while I think it would, it's really be a shame, really on us, if the Republican Party doesn't sweep the four Long Island seats, because we've got strong candidates, a strong organization. And I think that's what the people want. Um, and I think Mike's got a good shot up upstate. Uh, it'll be more stunning news when I beat Gregory Meeks. And I realize I walk onto the field uh, 60, 65 point underdog. Uh, but as you said, my councilwoman, Joanne Ariola, who managed to win um, you know, 67, 33 in her city council race here in, in, in Queens, we understand people want change and people's values. And this is what I've really learned over the last seven months. When I walk into, whether it's black neighborhoods, you know, Sikh South Asian neighborhoods, Hispanic neighborhoods, it doesn't really matter. You know, people in Washington like to break us up and play us off each other. People in Queens have the same values. This is, you know, the land of opportunity starts in Queens. So many immigrants come here, settle here. They want a fair shot. And, you know, they want their kids to get a good education, like you're talking about. And we've been failing in South Queens on Greg Meeks's watch for two decades. Right. And they want their kids, I mean, this is ridiculous. You have to even make this an issue. They want their kids to be able to safely get from home to school and back. And I talk to parents, it's, it's sad. They have to think about which buses or trains, which indirect routes do we need to get, can keep our kids on the street to avoid whether it's gun dealers or gangs or you know, places where shootings have happened. And That's nothing right. gets done. You know, people in Washington, our leaders say, oh, well, we, sent, we spent money on this, but they have no accountability for results. And that's why we've got a shot for an enormous upset here. Has taken you know, just like- uh, many of those communities for granted, uh, and, and quite frankly, ha- have have used the the votes that they've made against them. I mean, if you look back when when the justice reform and cashless bail was put into the budget and passed, I mean, the Democrats who praised it, the the Generis, the Kaminsky, the governor, uh, you know, their whole selling point was that they were doing it to save and to protect these minority communities. Um, and, and listen, those are the communities that day after day, body bag after body bag after body bag are coming out of those communities. And those people want safe places. They want to be able to walk out of their building and go get a gallon of milk and not be hit by a stray bullet. They want to send their kids That's to right. school to jump on the bus or walk to school and not be worried about being punched in the face and, and having their, their, uh, their clothes taken or their backpack taken. 
Okay, so, we have. I just want to say we have a great uh, addition to this. We have a sitting congressman, and we're going to continue what Anthony says. But I do want to bring in Congressman Andrew Garbarino, who is going to as a uh, returning congressman because his seat is probably going to be uh, staying red leading the discussion of what it's like to be in Washington and leading this great group of brand new congressmen. So we're going to bring him in right now. And he's coming right in. I have a great studio that edits. So hello, Congressman Garbarino. Thank you for joining us. Hello. How are you? Good. I think a few of these people, you know, I know, you know, Mike Lawler from Albany. Oh, yeah. And I know, you know, Anthony D'Esposito from Nassau County GOP. What's up, bud? You got his tie on. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you know Paul King, but Paul King is running in Queens and he's running against Gregory Meeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are very happy to have you because we're talking about my town hall today is about how national RNC and major super PACs don't pay enough attention to New York congressional seats and to give money to these people and attention to them and that they really have to because we have a group here of freshman candidates. We've had probably the best group now that we've probably had in decades and we could actually flip some of these seats and send a good, I mean, Mike, I said up to 11 seats, there's possibilities based on internal polls and we're going to rely on you as now a senior uh, congressman to guide us through. I think we had a great freshman class two years ago. Just saying, (laughs) (laughs) you know, me, of course, now. But yeah, we we have we have, I think, one of the best uh, recruited slates uh, in the entire country. Uh, And I think that's um, it's why uh, Leader McCarthy has made uh, two, three, two swings through the states uh, to the state to do events for for, uh, candidates and members. Uh, he will also, I believe, uh, our, our team was talking to his team this morning about getting back up here to uh, help out um, other members who we, or other candidates who he has not uh, had yet, which is good. You know, you have to time them out, the, the events, because if everybody has a McCarthy event, nobody's going to show up to any of them. So right. uh, I think they're, they're, gonna, they're planning to come back up to help the candidates they have not helped out yet, uh, as well as uh, uh, Whip Scalise. Uh, you know, Steve Scalise, I think, is also planning on doing a swing through New York. And uh, normally they don't, when there's a month out before election day, they don't waste their time on seats where they don't think they have a chance to pick up. So the fact that they're, they were here last weekend and they're coming back uh, means that they do see uh, how great of a recruitment uh, class we had and our ability uh, through both uh, redistricting and uh, just the mood in New York state and Lee Zeldin being at the top of the ticket uh, for us to expand our delegation. I think we currently have eight seats we could go up from 11 up to 11, 12, you know, uh, you know, if we have a really good night, which I think we will. Well, I'm telling everybody also about voting. I don't care anymore. If they're going to come in early voting, if they're going to come in mail in voting, we don't have to wait to the last day. If we have bad weather, like we had yesterday, you know, people are going to stay home. I tell people take a carpool with you, go to the polls together. If, they know how to reach me. I've already arranged carpools for people to make sure people get the votes. If people need any kind of help, that's part of the grassroots. We have fantastic grass. I know on Long Island, we have amazing grassroots. And I know by Mike, he has. And I know by Paul, you're getting a lot of support. That 
we never had in that area before. So I am telling people, if the Democrats are going to go early voting, then we're going to go mail it in because don't rely on the old methods that we can't be sure of. And that, you know, staying home because you're afraid your vote's not going to count is not an option. Especially, especially in the five boroughs or the four boroughs, you know, uh, you know, just Republicans uh, in Queens or Bronx or Brooklyn or Manhattan, you know, a lot of them, their votes, they think their votes doesn't count because the Democrats control everything. But in a statewide race and congressional races, uh, just a little bit of extra turnout can be the, especially for Zeldin, can be the tipping point. Um, but you're right. I, I think people should take advantage of every uh, opportunity to vote, whether it's on election day or early, or early voting. Uh, I know in Long Island, um, Republicans in Nassau County uh, under Chairman Cairo, they turn out more, they've turned out more Republicans in early voting than, than Democrats do. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, I, I, uh, but a new rule this year, this, which is people need to be aware of, if you request an absentee ballot, if you request an absentee ballot, you cannot vote in person. You have to vote, uh, by absentee. So a lot of people sometimes used to request them and then they would go in person anyway, uh, under New York state law. Now, if you request an absentee ballot, you are prohibited from voting in person or early. So for, uh, and that's a message that we need to get out to people because there are a lot of Republicans that are probably on the permanent absentee list that are used to going to vote in person anyway. They, uh, we have to make sure we follow up with them and, and they vote in person yep. or they vote uh, by absentee because you, you, uh, they're not going to have that opportunity. Yeah, you would right. only be, you're not allowed to vote on the machine. So you would only be able to vote by affidavit if, if you did show up in person. So it's, it's critically important that if you did request the absentee, vote on the absentee, submit that back, uh, mm-hmm. make sure it gets in before election day. Um, you know, but uh, Cindy, as you were saying, and as Andrew said, I mean, these are the rules and, and even if we don't, you know, like them, those are the rules that we got to work with and we got to bank the votes, uh, early voting. There's nine days starts October 29th and it runs through November 6th. Get out and vote, get out and vote. It's on the machine. Uh, I, I, for one, you know, prefer to vote on the machine. I prefer to vote on election day. That's just my, my preference. Um, but if you're able to get out, if you, if you have elderly parents or, uh, you know, you know you're not going to be here or your kid comes home for the weekend from school during early voting, take them and go vote. Yep, that's you know, nice. Bank the votes. It, 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 however we can get them in, we need to get them in and people need to turn out. This election is too important to sit out. Nobody should think their vote doesn't count. It will count in every single one of these races up and down ballot. We have so many state legislative seats in New York City that we can win if people come out and vote. Well, I have to tell you, you guys were talking about my holiday before. I mean, for me, it's no holiday because from the minute I walk into Temple till the minute I walk back in my house, it's always who's winning, what's doing this to the point (laughs) that I'm having candidates walk into my sucker right now. But uh, I mean, that's what's happening. But I mean, it's very, very important. And I can't emphasize this enough, which is why I'm doing this. We must take every seat. We cannot take any seat for granted. And we must all work together. Democrats work together better than Republicans. And we are ending it on this show. We had, I mean, I don't know if you've listened before or watched before, but this has been going on already nationally. And I have built coalitions among uh, candidates across the country. And it's very important. I'm emphasizing this. We have 
a record number of black Repu- uh, black Republicans, Hispanic, Jewish Republicans. We have in, in New York three, unfortunately, George has been on previously, but we have two gay Republicans, uh, a gay Republican versus a, great, uh, a gay Democrat. So you can't say we don't support that community. Every age range from urban and suburban, the, the party is growing in leaps and bounds. And in New York State also, independents outnumber Republicans. So my message to everybody here who's listening as a conservative Republican or a common sense Democrat, this is a general election. Use your brains. If you don't feel safe, if you're questioning education, if you don't want to pay four and a half dollars a dozen eggs, if you fear nuclear war, because I was only worried over Yom Kippur, we're going to find out that uh, there was a bombing in Japan. I mean, you don't know what's going on in the, wor- in the world these days. And Paul King has, it's, uh, in his seat, Gregory Meeks. Gregory Meeks in 2015 led the de- delegation of Black uh, congressmen to step out when Benjamin Netanyahu spoke um, at the, uh, on the House floor. and. The three people, well, Andrew's in office, but Mike Lawler and Anthony D'Esposito, even though they were represented by Democrats, they're, they're, none of them ever voted to stand up against the squad, discipline them the way right away Republicans discipline each other. I never heard a discipline against anybody in the squad, anybody who is standing up for the BDS movement or the Palestinian state idea that they know nothing about. And so their silence is just as good as saying they're not standing with the Jewish people and Christian Zionists to anybody who supports Judeo-Christian values. And so that is why common sense Democrats have to vote with us. This and there was even around. a motion. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there was even we had a we had an, a motion um, on the floor to remove Elon Omar uh, from the uh, from the Foreign Affairs Committee because of some of the things she had said while in office. They punished Marjorie Taylor Greene for things she said earlier uh, before she elected. But we wanted to we wanted to remove um, we wanted to remove Elon Omar for things she had said while in office against Israel from the Foreign Affairs Committee. And and Democrats stayed they, they stayed in line. They all voted to keep her on uh, committee. So when they had the opportunity to stand up and do something about it, they didn't. Uh, but I'll tell you, McCarthy has already said, Leader McCarthy has said that uh, when we take over, one of the first things he's going to do is, is make sure Elon Omar can't, uh, lose, does not have her seat on, on, uh, on foreign affairs. Well, and that Adam Schiff doesn't have his seat on Intel, which is, a, <laughs> which is, which is going to be huge. And I was at Marjorie Taylor Greene in Washington last week. And I could tell you, I know her voting record is 100% per Israel. So I don't care about press conferences and photo opportunities, what you say. It's how you act and what you vote on mm-hmm. and what legislation you support. And so as far as her legislation, she is pro-Israel. So, and and mo- most recently, Meeks was, you know, just a, a short while back, was ready to restrict arm sales to Israel correct. Uh, in response to the squad. And then he had to get, he got his supporters locally, his constituents, and said, no, that, that's not acceptable. And he, he pivoted because he caved, but he was really ready to work with people who are you know, totally against the values of the people here, but also across our district and in the Jewish community. So I'm going to give all the information to our audience on how they can reach out to you. And I want everybody who's listening and watching and sharing this 
to go out. Everybody knows somebody in New York. You just met some great candidates and a sitting congressman. New York is alive and well, only up to you. Call your friends, everybody in New York. If it's not that district, I know I'm constantly sharing information to get out the word, to get out the vote. People, it doesn't matter. You could help any of these candidates in your house with making phone calls. You could help them by sending $5, $15. It's all good. But don't take our state for granted. And like I said, I know we all want Lee to win. We all want Michael Henry to win. If Michael Henry wins, he could actually tell everybody who introduced him to uh, his first introduction to politics. And I think in Queens, they know that story. I know they do. But um, and Alison Esposito, amazing. I mean, she is just unbelievable. So we have great statewide. But the reality is the winning within our smaller areas for Congress, for state Senate, for assembly, for, for judges and school boards, those are winnable. And I'm telling the RNC and every super PAC leader, stop ignoring us. We are together. We are working together. You see, they all know each other and they all are real trail blazes and the future of, the, of America. Because right now it is save America. It is making America great again, because right now, the way it is, wherever you go, whoever you talk to, people are scared, people are angry, and they're frustrated, and they don't know which way to turn. So I'm going to let everybody close. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to go with Mike first, because I know he has to get off. Thanks, Cindy, and uh, enjoyed the conversation very much. You know, as I said, th- this election is very clear. Uh, it is a choice uh, between one-party rule, groupthink, uh, and bad policy that has made our communities less safe, less prosperous, and less free, uh, or restoring balance and common sense at every level of government. Uh, we need to ensure this year uh, that Republicans win up and down ballot in Washington, Albany, uh, and New York City, because one party rule does not work. And, you know, as I said earlier, this is the first time uh, ever that Democrats control everything in Washington, everything in Albany, and everything in New York City. We've seen the results, record high inflation, surging crime, skyrocketing energy costs, a porous southern border, parents not having a say in their children's education. Uh, It has to stop. And so whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, this is the chance to reset and give a balance and common sense approach to government. And so I hope on November 8th for the folks living in uh, New York's 17th district, uh, Rockland County, Northern Westchester, Putnam County, and three towns in Dutchess, East Fishkill, Pauling, and Beekman. I hope people take the opportunity to send a message and defeat Sean Patrick Maloney, Nancy Pelosi's campaign manager, and uh, and restore some common sense uh, in the Hudson Valley. I can't thank you enough because I know I could call on you and you'll get the job done because you always have for me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I got to run off, but thank you. Thank you. Okay, Paul, you're next. And Paul and I are going to continue working together on education because since Randy Weingarten calls me her biggest threat, uh, <laughs> and I have all that information in his district, 
Uh, we are going to be fighting from now until Election Day and bringing out all those Democrats and independents and minority parents and students who want school choice, which means quality, public and private education. So, Paul, find a few words. Sure. Thanks so much, Cindy, for this opportunity to chat with my fellow Republicans and with your great audience. Um, you know, Mike was absolutely right about, about the importance of this election, you know, at, at the state level. It's all about education and crime. We need to fix these things that are killing our kids and ruining their future in the state. Uh, down in D.C., where I hope to join the, the other gentleman on, on the line here. Uh, I, you know, I usually try to avoid the hyperbole. This is the most important election, but this is the most important midterm election of, of my lifetime. Because if we don't turn the tide, if we don't grab back the House, then all the craziness we've seen for the two years, is, in that last two years is going to be doubled in the last two years with Joe Biden. because. The, the people on the on the far left might be crazy, but they, they ain't stupid. They know they only have so much time to get their radical agenda passed. And if we're not there to stop them, we're going to see more crime on a national basis, more inflation, that southern border, people just pouring in problems that are going to bedevil our children and our grandchildren. So it's time for all common sense Americans to step up and say, listen, we need to make a statement this year. We want the country back on the right track, pursuing American values and you know, thank you for everyone for your help. And it, since I'm new to, to most people, it's Paul King for Congress, F-O-R, for Congress.com. Check me out. And uh, if you're in District 5, I want to earn your vote. Thank you so much, Paul. Okay, Anthony. Well, thanks, Cindy. Thanks for having us all uh, on and, and thank your audience. I think in, instead of kind of going over the campaign pitch again, which I think everyone who's yeah. listening knows where we all stand uh, I'm really going to make a plea to your listeners, and that is over the next 32 days, uh, if you believe in safer streets, if you believe in putting America first, if you believe in cutting spending and holding government accountable and a, uh, a two-party system in Washington, then I guess I'm speaking for everyone that's uh, a candidate, um, not only in New York, but across the United States that's running as a Republican uh, we need you to work as hard as you possibly can over the next 32 days. Knock on those doors, make those phone calls, volunteer at our campaign headquarters, uh, reach out to people. And, and this is a unique year where this is not a year where you're just reaching out to Republicans, because as we saw in, in the special election for assembly down in our area, uh, when that election was finished in April, uh, we won that seat with 65% of the vote and over 60% of the independents who voted in that election voted Republican and over 30% of the Democrats who voted in that election voted Republican. So we need to reach out to all our friends, all our neighbors who are not happy with the current path that our nation is on and our state is on and get them out to vote on November 8th. Well, for me personally, this is one that I really care about. And uh, the lawn sign is right there along with Lee's. And uh, I know I'll be talking with you in the near future. And I know Anthony will be, he's tough. He's not going to sit there quiet. At first, when I met him, I was like, I said, he's not friendly. And then I said, no, he's a cop. He's a tough guy. And that's what he's taken to Washington. And we are really honored to have sitting Congressman Andrew Garbarino with us because he is going, he with Nicole, who I happen to know, are going to lead this whole group because I think both of you are going to be elected fairly easily in your seats. And we need you. We need you. And well, go ahead. Cindy, I'll just say, you know, you, you, you had a great, uh, 
a bunch of uh, candidates on today. Uh, and there were a couple that I, I don't know if, if, if Nick or um, Santos or, or Colin Schmidt or any, any okay. of the others came on. But like I said in the beginning, we have uh, probably one of the best recruited classes of candidates uh, this year. There is the possibility, and this is why it really matters for people to get involved. And this is, you know, not just for Lee, and Lee's going to be great for all of our down ballot races. But we have the opportunity in New York to elect enough Republicans to change the majority alone out of New York State, which means Republicans from New York, Republican Congress people from New York, will be the ones responsible for getting rid of Nancy Pelosi, That's which right. should be at the top of everyone's list. Correct. So you need to get everybody can't say, well, it's New York is a Democratic state. Get out. We have a great, great opportunity here. Uh, the leaders in Washington see it. Uh, our, our candidates are out working their tail off and they will be for the next 32, 33 days. Um, so we just need we just need everybody in your district to go out and vote uh, and get your friends to vote, get your family to vote. And, and uh, you will be par- you will be partly responsible for getting rid of Nancy Pelosi, uh, which is something everybody could be happy about. Well, I'm very Cindy, for- thank you. <laughs> I've been very lucky because I'm, ve- I'm friends with the other two. And, and I hope to get to know you because I know so many of your people. Nicole actually gave me an award three years ago. She handed it to me. I know Nicole. George was invited. He's been on the show twice. Nicolota wanted to come on. And so did Mark Molinaro. I know Mark forever. Mark's ever been in my house multiple times I, and he's uh, supposed to win. So they were also invited on. And unfortunately, they also had scheduling conflicts. Yep. George got delayed on the plane. He's already his assistant has called me in the George fashion three times. But um, the Brandon idea- Williams from New York 22 is another one. It's another great college. I, I this is like I want to get on everybody because I want to yeah. get I want to get the word out that New York, you know, you talk to people around here and they say, well, no one pays attention to us. So they don't want to come out and vote. I said, it's my job and responsibility to show you New York is alive and well. And you have a great opportunity. We could actually flip the set of the house just by the winds in our state. Yep. And, and I had to be partial as a Jewish patriot. A lot of the districts that are going to be flipping have a huge Jewish constituency and have have a huge Jewish following from across the country with donor money. So I am very proud to say the Jewish voice is alive and well in New York state Republican politics. And we are going to give everybody's information at the end of the show. Uh, I really want to thank you. It's my, I feel very honored to have you. Like I said, many of you are my friends and uh, patriots to save America because we're really in the worst shape it's ever been as a person born in New York, raised in New York. I, for the first time, there are places in New York I just don't want to go to. And I can't believe I'm saying that. And that's the reality of it. And it's the reality of many of your uh constituents they just won't go into new york anymore and unfortunately it's we're not we well fortunately we're not we're working hard we're not going to let it die and our wins we all our wins are all going to make the beginning of the rebirth of an even bigger new york so thank you all very much for joining the jewess patriot thank you take care cindy thanks in the latest spy thriller from PenCraft first place award-winning novelist Jeffrey S. Stevens comes his best character yet, CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. 
The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for the new millennium. Ryan Steck, editor-in-chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality, The Handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author Chris Beakey. A taut terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novel, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Welcome back to the Jewess Patriot. We are honored to have a congressman with us, somebody who is a freshman and who is going to be a leader of the New York Red transition as we turn from major blue to probably a very, very uh, light purple going towards red. Congressman Andrew Garbarino, who we have some breaking news. He was endorsed by Newsday, Long Island's largest newspaper, who normally ignores Republicans. And they gave him such a glowing endorsement because of two critical issues that people aren't talking about, but are really very important that will be done in the next Congress. And that are uh, cybersecurity and infrastructure. So thank you for joining us. And thank you for uh Run, you know, being there, and uh, I know you're going to win again because everything is in your favor. Well, thank you very much, Cindy, for having me. And uh, it, it was it was exciting uh, a, a, to get the Newsday endorsement. Uh, I think my favorite part of it was when they they compared me. They they compared the work that I had done to to what Peter King had done, and to have a comparison to a a giant like Peter King uh, is humbling uh he you know pete had done so much for uh not just long island but all of new york and the country for 28 years in congress that uh, to have com- uh, me uh, drawn as a comparison to him is just really uh, amazing but uh you know people said when i first ran i had huge shoes to fill and i fight i fight like every day to try to fill those uh, those shoes of uh, congressman pete king uh but yeah i was very excited to get it and uh, we they did touch on two of my big issues uh you know cybersecurity. i'm the ranking I'm currently the ranking member on the cybersecurity subcommittee for Homeland Security and uh, I also infrastructure. We had a huge, huge infrastructure bill that passed this year that uh, ended up bringing over 10% of the money, $120 billion at least is coming to New York uh, to spend on our crumbling infrastructure, which uh, was ignored, I think, uh, by the Democrats in Albany for quite some time. Well, since this is a national show and people are viewing and listening to it, uh, they keep asking me, and I'm sure you get this question, what's going on in New York that all of a sudden, all over the state, whether it's Assembly, State Senate, con- you know, congressional seats, and now Lee Zeldin, single digits away from becoming a governor, what is going on here? I just say it's one word, crime. What is your thoughts? Absolutely. You know, crime is, is definitely on the top of everyone's mind. 
you know, whether you're in the city or out here on Long Island, uh, upstate New York, you're seeing shootings, burglaries, stabbings. Uh, everything is, is uh, crimes just going through the roof. Uh, I think NYPD statistics show that uh, in New York City, uh, burglaries, violent crimes, uh, and, and robberies are all up by high double digits compared to last year, which, and last year was a crime wave. So uh, the fact that they're up double digits from last year, uh, you know, means that uh, things are not getting better. Uh, we believe it's because of the failed policies, the bail reform policies and other pro-criminal uh, policies and pro-criminal district attorneys, too, uh, that uh, are, are uh, in control here in New York. Uh, and uh, the people have had enough. They're, they're, they're sick of it. Uh, so they, they, they want to change. And, uh, you know, Republicans I have worked with the police uh, for a very long time, and uh, we are supportive of, uh, of getting resources to our cops and also for having uh, people follow the law. Uh, so uh, I think people are looking to vote Republican this year because they know that uh, Democrats are just, in, at least in Albany, are doubling down on bad policies uh, and they're not, and people can't be, they're not safe at home, they're not safe in their communities, they're not safe at school. Uh, so something needs to change. Well, we know you're very close with Kevin McCarthy and for the first time that I could remember, somebody of leadership is actually paying attention to congressional seats in New York. And the result is that we are competitive. They are talking, we're going to take over all four seats. We're going to flip two of the seats on Long Island. We're talking about uh, the Hudson Valley area. And we are probably going to flip once even upstate mm-hmm. in a time when we actually lost a congressional seat. What do you say about that? It's it's amazing. I mean, and, and I think it's both the failed policies of uh, the Biden administration, uh, which they, you know, inflation is uh, is through the roof. And we've talked about this before. You know, one one month salary is eight point three percent of your salary. Inflation's higher than that. So because of Biden's failed policies and, and his inflation, everyone has had to give up one month salary and got nothing in return for it. So in, the national uh, inflation and, and New York specifically crime. Uh, is causing uh, what we think is going to be a, a, a red wave here in New York uh, with Lee Zeldin at the top of the ticket. We have the oppor- we have the ability when Democrats first drew these uh, congressional maps and tried to knock us down to four seats uh, out of 26. There's a possibility that we might have 11, 12, even there's, okay. there's a 13th now on the radar um, in upstate New York that uh, uh you know, we could have Republicans could get possibly if there's a big red wave up to half of the congressional seats in in New York. And that means just because of New York alone, uh, Nancy Pelosi is no longer Speaker of the House. And it's not just Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Steve Scalise has mm-hmm. also visited Long Island. Chairman Tom Emmer, who's the head of the NRCC, he did a big joint event with Elise Stefanik in New York City for all of our uh, our challengers this week. So a lot of people. A lot of people uh, from all over the country, a lot of Republicans in leadership positions are coming to New York because they know uh, that, you know, we've got the right message and we've got great candidates. Well, I could tell you, I get calls every day from candidates across the country about the Orthodox, particularly the Orthodox, but the mainstream Jewish vote flipping over from Democrat and independent, because in New York, we have more registered independent than Republicans to the Republican Party, and they're looking for their support. 
And one of the reasons is because Kevin McCarthy is such a strong leader, pro-Israel activist as well. And we have a huge, not only Jewish uh, viewership here, but we have Christian Zionists. And we want our country to stand with Judeo-Christian values. Absolutely. And, you know, and I, went, I just went to uh, Israel with Kevin McCarthy earlier this year. He took the, a freshman uh, class trip over. Um, and uh, so, so legislators... Who, who from all over the country who have never been to Israel, who don't may not be familiar uh, with Israel uh, policies, uh, Jewish traditions. Um, it, we went over there, we learned, we met with elected leaders in Israel. We saw uh, uh, cultural, um, not just cultural Jew, uh, Israel um, areas, but also we visited uh, the, the Sitting borders. Sitting home uh, is not an option. Republicans should take advantage of early voting, of voting by mail. If the Democrats are going to do it, we're going to do it. But you are going to see a lot of upsets, not just in our red state, but I'm seeing it across the country. Absolutely. We're seeing we're seeing great returns. I mean, uh, Alan Fung, a, uh, a candidate for Rhode Island's second congressional seat, is up in the polls uh, I mean, we have candidates who are in, within striking distance in, in New Jersey. We have uh, t- candidates that are within striking distance in Connecticut. Uh, but, you know, we have at Maine, uh, New Hampshire. We have uh, some great candidates in the Northeast. And, and these Northeast Republicans are going to be, uh, they're, we're, the, we're what they call the majority makers. We, you know, we need to win seats here uh, to be able to take the majority and have a governing majority next year and make Kevin McCarthy speaker. But uh, we have we have and we have phenomenal candidates all over the country. But I'm really excited about what we're doing here in the Northeast. Uh, The fact that we have a possibility to have double digits uh, of Republicans coming out of New York. It's very exciting. Um, It's uh, it's and and you know what? It's because we have the right message. Uh, It's it's we also have the right candidates who all know each other. We're both very fortunate. We know so many of them as friends and. They are just the nicest people besides being yeah. so professional. <laughs> you know, we, don't, we talk about politicians. They don't realize we're like normal with a lot of interest and everything. And we have such a, a great group who will really yeah. work together. There's not going to be that competitive edge. They all know each other. They've worked together in Albany. They've ran before in campaigns. So that's really special. Congressman Andrew Garbarino, please come back and let the you know, let our audience know more about you. There is so much we don't know and you have so much to offer nationally as a major voice for today and the future. So thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you, Cindy. I can't wait to come back. Thanks. Bye-bye. In the latest spy thriller from Pencraft first place award-winning novelist, Jeffrey S. Stevens, comes his best character yet. CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for The New Millennium, Ryan Steck, Editor-in-Chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality, The Handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author, Chris Beakey. And 
hot terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novel, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Welcome back. In my closing Pearls of Wisdom, because I am Zisel Pearl, Sweet Pearl in Yiddish, I want to share with you my thoughts on the Times of Israel article about Donald Trump attacking or criticizing, or however you want to say it, American Jews for not supporting him more in the 2020 election, given the fact that he did so much for Israel. I responded in my own op-ed, and if anybody on the show knows or is connected to people in the Trump team, please get this to him because this is critical. Donald Trump needs to focus on the issues concerning American Jews, his voters, and his main donors. American Jews, like every other American, are struggling with keeping up with their paychecks to pay for everything, watching their retirement savings dwindle, watching huge interest rates destroy the housing market, feeling very not safe, walking their streets, going to schools, attending uh, temples and synagogues because of the high crime. And of course, the record anti-Semitism that we see everywhere. American Jews struggle with the misinformation in schools given about Jews in Israel. And American Jews fear nuclear war around the world, not just in the Middle East, but we see it in Europe, Ukraine, Russia, Japan, Taiwan, North Korea, you name it. Everybody is threatening nuclear war because they see a weak America. Yes, we appreciate what you did for Israel. And we loved what you did during your tenure as 45. We would love to have you back with your successes for 47. Don't attack us. Don't stand with our anti-Semites. When someone like Kanye West says something so anti-Semitic, you shouldn't be uh, supporting him. You should be saying, Kanye, I support you in many of your ventures. We work together with criminal justice reform and for helping the Black community. But I cannot stand with you when you attack Jared and my Jewish family and the people of Israel and Jews worldwide. So that is my advice. And my other advice, of course, is early voting has started many places. Make sure you get out and vote. Staying home is not an option. The only option we have is to vote in Republicans and conservatives. Even if we don't love them, they are better than what the alternative offers. I will see you next week. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.